Now, y'all know we love to support our Black-owned businesses. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners is the only 100% Black-owned company in the sanitary napkin space. Rain Sanitary Napkins and Panty Liners are infused with the Nobel Prize-winning material, Great Bean. Rain products are designed to keep women comfortable and dry with their super absorbent system. And best of all, y'all, all Rain products are $6 to purchase. You heard me, $6. All you need to do is head over to www.rainpads.com and you can also visit jfmj.org to get more information on their educational and awareness campaigns. Shop on. You're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> hey, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how has your week been? Oh, the retrograde, baby. <clears throat> it's here. It is. Um, but I'm working through it. Week went pretty well. Had a big virtual event that went well, so mm-hmm. I was happy about that. Um. So yeah, work week was fine. Mm-hmm. The weekend was cool. Um, I will say, so yesterday was friend of ours' son's birthday party, mm-hmm. and I'll say I really enjoyed. Uh, we was we was chilling with Porsches talking. <laughs> yeah, and I really enjoyed that because one, you know, it's rare that we could all be together at the same time anymore, just because of work schedules and just life schedules. So it was mm-hmm. really nice to just have them when we were just like laughing and talking and reminiscing because um we've all known each obviously y'all know I've known Sydney forever, yeah. but we've known them for <laughs> at this point a long time. Yes, yeah. So it was nice to chat and um, just kind of have fun. And I look forward to my Halloween party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because that'll be another fun time to get together. Right. But um, week was cool. I'm just trying to keep it together. <laughs> you remember that song? Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my week was interesting because it's funny. Cause, like last week we talked about how I was like bored at work. And um, then I went back to work the next day and they decided to give me more work. The universe heard you. <laughs> right. Uh, they gave me more work. We had layoffs. It was a... The end of the week <laughs> was a little crazy. So I was a little overwhelmed coming into the weekend. I even worked a little bit on Saturday. It was a lot going on uh, the end of the week that kind of overwhelmed me. Um, but the birthday party was a nice kind of breakaway. So I am just not looking forward to going until another work week. The good thing is I have a day off this week and next week, so hopefully it'll be a little bit easier um, this week. But yeah, the end of the week after we talked to you all last week was a little hectic for me. <laughs> but uh, anything in the media, I can't think of anything relevant except uh, Halle Bailey singing. Oh my as God! Ariel. Can I tell y'all <laughs> something? I watched that song, mm-hmm. and I watched it. I don't know when that when that event happened. 
Yeah, but it was like the remember. next day. I was up early for no reason, so I was online. Mm-hmm. And I watched the performance. So it's like 5 o'clock in the morning. I'm in my bed. She literally brought tears to my eyes, mm-hmm. which was very weird to me because I'm like, why are you feeling? But her voice was so beautiful. Yeah. And she looked beautiful. And gosh, literally there was tears in my eyes watching that performance. Yeah. Talent, That's... talent. I mean... She is such... I mean, them girls are just so talented. Oh, yeah. Just, their voices are just... They was made for this. Okay. (laughs) Incredibly talented, beautiful black women. Mm -hmm. Love to see it. Yeah. Um, Also, even though I'm not going to watch the the Squid Game, that Uh, has pretty much taken over everything. I do plan to watch it. I just want to watch it with the person I'm dating, so that's the only reason I'm waiting. I just keep hearing a little song. People keep, like, freezing (laughs) Seems to be some sort of red light, green light. Yeah, game, which I'm like, we played die, that when we was younger, but okay. it looks like you die if you're still moving. Yeah, yeah, some yeah. sort of sugar cookie thing. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going off of what I see. <laughs> some old man who's who you root for and then he not. I don't know. I'm, I hopefully I'm not giving nothing away. I'm I don't know either. Cause I I've am, seen all right, the same right, things that you're I'm just literally saying all the things I see. <laughs> it just seems like some weird game. Of it seems like green light, red light to death. Yeah, it Hunger seems like games. red light, green light combined with saw and like Hunger, and Hunger games. games. Yeah. I don't know if I'm right about that. Let yeah. us know. <laughs> but that is one update. Y'all ain't gonna hear from me. You know. Mm, mm. <laughs> um. No. Anything else? Well, you haven't watched that, but anything you've been watching lately? Um, I did watch the Wonder Years. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I thought that it's a cute show. Um. Because I have Hulu, so it popped up on Hulu. I was like, oh, let me try it. Mm-hmm. This past week, I didn't watch as much TV in general. Yeah. Um. So it's not too much I watched. Mm-hmm. I do have a list because I decided to that I'm going to start watching new things. Yeah. I really do watch the same, like, five shows over and over again. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but I do. So I'm going to try to diversify what I'm watching. Yeah. And watch new things. Uh, this week, I didn't watch much aside from, like, what comes on TV regularly, like, Grey's Anatomy, uh, Million Little Things, Station 19, all those came back, so I watched all those. It was cool, you know, season intros, nothing too spectacular, and uh, Family or Fiance, like, regular, regular, nothing, nothing too big to speak about, honestly, um, came on this week, so we'll see. Cause there's more more fall TVs on the way, and plus I need to watch. I need to catch up with a bunch of stuff that, like Wonder Years, Squid Game, BMF. Like I, it's just uh, so many things I need to catch up on. So I haven't honestly watched that much this week. But we did have a question of the week. Um, it was, would you rather have a full phone battery or have a full tank of gas? Um, so it's me, Tierra Four said phone battery. Teddy Renee said gas. Thumbelina said tank of gas. Samisu said, if my tank was on E, I'd like to have some phone battery to be able to call someone to get me. But of the two, let me get that full tank. Let me get that full gas tank so I can be out. Um, Queen Val 99 said gas. Joyful Lock said full tank. Uh, think, yep, that's all we got. So, you, what's your choice, Shanae? Probably phone, full phone battery. Yeah. I'm 
more anxious when my battery's low. Same. Rather than gas, because, like, I'll just get gas. <laughs> Same. You know what I mean? Yeah. So probably a full phone battery yeah, is I, what I would prefer. And I can admit that this is probably a bad habit, but when my gas tank is on E, I don't, like, I'd be pushing it to the limit, probably. Like, okay, I'm going to make it home and, you know, get to the gas station by my house or, like, I'll get it tomorrow. I'd be pushing it to the limit with my phone, though. Like as soon as my phone get on like seven or eight percent, my my seven girl. Yeah. Once no, I so, get to twenty, I'm like. Mm, well, y'all phones is different because now I having two phones. I've experienced die, both phones dying, and like the iPhone dies on me more often than my phone because Android reminds you more often that your phone is about to die. So like it reminds me like one and two percent if I'm about to die, and so I still have a chance iPhone remind you at 20 and 10. Yeah, After true. that, you on your own. Mm-hmm. And I don't particularly like that. I would like a little 5% reminder or something like that. Or like, just continue to remind me. Um, so I like my Android, when it gets to 7 or 8, then it's like, oh, time. Because I'll be laying right next to my charger sometimes and just had not have plugged it in. And so it'll get to 7 or 8. And I'm like, oh, let me plug this in so I can continue to do what I'm doing. Um, but yeah. So, my answer was the full charge on my phone, because uh, I probably pushed my car too much to the limit, poor thing, um, to, when it's on E. This episode is sponsored by Smartass and Sass. If you love to laugh, have a sarcastic sense of humor, and have the mouth of a sailor, you're in a safe space. Welcome to the brand that says exactly what you're thinking so your mouth won't have to. They're all about three main things, shopping small, snark, sass, and sarcasm, and a variety of products. They focus on championing awesome products made by artists and small businesses and paying fair prices for items. They also design a few of their own snarky goods in-house. SNS is a monthly subscription box filled with snark, sarcasm, and sass. Each box contains eight to nine handcrafted items saturated with pure snark and sass at a $90 or more value per box. You can choose from three different subscription sizes, shirt only, box only, or box and shirt. Subscribe or shop at smartassandsass.com with code NAUGHTY in all caps for 25% off your first box. But nevertheless, today we want to talk about uh, platonic relationships with the opposite sex and how we establish and keep boundaries because we both have close friendships of the opposite sex and have been in you know some relationships with people and have had to navigate uh how to establish those boundaries so for example one of my best friends that's a guy he makes a joke that his whenever he dates they're gonna hate me because of how close him and i are but i was telling shanae before we started like i can change clothes in front of him and not even think that he will look at me or be any kind of concerned and so i can understand why someone from the outside looking in would be like that's weird but for us it's like mm. if he had a partner would you stop doing that probably changing in front of him even though it's not anything yeah probably just out of out of respect i probably would um, just because, like, sometimes I'll be at his house late, and he specifically do not like outside clothes in his bed. So, I borrow his basketball shorts. And so, I just change real quick in his room, and then I can get in his bed. But can I understand 
why another woman wouldn't want me in his bed, in his bed let alone yeah. in his basketball shorts, let alone changing in front of him, let alone at his house at 2 a.m. in the so, morning watching TV. Right. Well, let's flip it because <laughs> this is interesting because yeah. those are very close. <laughs> We'll think like the guy, like a guy, you're, the guy you're dating. Think about that. Yeah. If he had a women best friend and they did these sort of things. Yeah. It depends. You as a is. romantic interest, would you be okay if you was like texting your dude and he knew that he was hanging out with his best friend and the best friend was like literally in his bed with him it, with his clothes on? Most of, because he, he has a lot of female friends too. Mm-hmm. Uh, most of them, because I know them or I'm familiar with them, I would be fine. I wouldn't think nothing of it, to be honest. If it's a best friend that I don't know their name, that's when my questions come. Like, who? Who Who's that? that? Like, uh uh-uh, uh, that's not just a friend. And y'all, if y'all was close friends to be able to do this with each other, I would know their name. So that's where the the problem would arise if I don't know their name. Because he got a lot of women that he called best friends. Okay. And I know most of their names, or I'm even met a good amount of them. Yeah. And so with them, I know it's nothing. But if it's a best friend who name I don't know, I'm like, I, I, I no, who that? So that's the only time it would create something. And so I think the same thing is true with me and my male best friends. Is like they know who I am, and I sh- would hope that they would be comfortable with how often I'm, I'm around. But do I understand it? It would have to change yet. I have a key to my male best friend's house, and I pop up whenever I want. I understand that that would probably have to change if he was in a relationship, because I probably couldn't. Well, that would have to change. That (laughs) would have to change. (laughs) Other stuff, but that sweet. Yeah. I'm going to say, yeah. That has You got to at least do a courtesy text. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you alone? Even though I still do that now, and he tells me that. He's like, you don't have to do that. That's why I gave you a key. But I still do it because it's just a place of respect to me. Um, but I would do it even more. Like, I would do it, because I do it now, like, I'm pulling up. I do it when I'm, like, five minutes away now. I would do it sooner if they were in a relationship to be like, is it okay if I come over now? Because sometimes you want alone time with your partner, and you don't want me to pop up. So I think I would be more cautious about things like that if they were in a relationship. Okay. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah. So how have you never... Navig- you don't pop up on me. Do you... Well, Okay. So, this is off topic. And Sydney has a key to my home, guys. This is off topic. But some of my best friends have communicated that they desire for me to come over more often. So, I have one best friend. I go over her house every Tuesday. We have tacos or some variation of Mexican food every Tuesday. Because her and her fiance communicated that they wanted me to come over more often. My default is to stay in the house. To be completely honest. So, I have to tell you. If you want me to come over, yes. To pop up. Yes. On me. Yes. My male best friend, if I don't call this nigga two times a week, he gets in his feelings. And so that extends to me popping up. Well, and you so, know, I and I thought I was an emotional guy. <laughs> and neither one of them are water signs. Let me tell you something. I, I sound like the low maintenance one out of out I of, mean, yeah. Out of out of the three, I'm sick looking real low maintenance. You are compared to them. She but, ain't got to come over now. I the only time I'll be like, "What's going on?" is if she don't answer my messages. Yes, and it's been like more than a couple of hours. Right. Yes, and that's and why like, I know the what different is wrong things with you with my different friends. Like the one that I come over her house every Tuesday, we don't talk every day. With you, if we not talking for two days in a row, it's like, "Whoa, you all good?" Like it's a thing. So it's like I understand how every friend likes to interact, but also because my default is to just be in the house and, like, be in my routine. 
if someone communicates that they want me to come over more often, then I make that a part of my routine. So I'm not necessarily breaking out of my routine, but it's like I find a You're way. You're adding it to your schedule. Pretty much, yeah, because I'm, I'm just such a routine person that it's like, okay, if you communicate to me, I'm going to make it happen. But it still works easier for me if it's like, okay, I know now on Tuesdays I got to work out earlier or it's my light workout day because I got to go. Like, that's what works for me. I don't know. I feel good being a low-maintenance friend. <laughs> I'm going to stay there for a while. <laughs> I, don't require, I don't require that of her. <laughs> um, like she said, if we go like, more than two days out talking, that's kind of weird. Yeah. That's not standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't require pop-ups. Yeah, no. They absolutely require pop-ups. I and mean, it's like, rare that you even use your key because I'll just yeah. answer the door. And if I use the key, it's because you told me. Because I told you to on the door. Can you use your key? <laughs> Literally. I'm on the toilet. Can you use your key? Yeah. That has happened. Whereas my male best friend, if I don't use my key, he gets irritated. He's like, why did you knock on my door? Like, why didn't you just use your key? And I'm like, I don't even take my keys out of my car. I got a keyless car. Like, I never take my keys out. But... I have to learn how each. Oh, I'm okay being operates. a low maintenance friend. <laughs> but really low maintenance. So if I can be low maintenance, I'll stay there. <laughs> so yeah. So with your um, friends of the opposite sex, what opposite sex? What boundaries or what habits have you had to learn when like navigating dating other people? Uh, honestly, <laughs> if we're gonna talk. Look, like I don't have. These days, I don't have as many male friends in general, right? right? Yeah. There's only one friend where (laughs) we've had to discuss Mm -hmm. boundaries, what it is, whatever. Mm -hmm. Now, him and I used to date. Mm -hmm. We have a very long history. Mm -hmm. And we're still really good friends. I, um... (laughs) I don't even feel like we have boundaries, which is probably part of the problem. <laughs> when I'm thinking about this out loud, I don't really feel like there's enough concrete boundaries to be completely honest with you. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling uncomfortable in this moment. <laughs> I gotta like you're like what are what are the boundaries? Mm. Well, I have you y'all know we got a couple articles, and it's so it has help tips me out, help me out on boundaries to navigate. So, and before I even get to the article, like, for example, one of the boundaries that I know when we get there, <laughs> I'll have to navigate is, like, my pop-ups and how often I can pop up because their partner might be there. I have to navigate that or navigate even being able to sleep in their bed and think, like, I got Oh, there's one. Okay. <laughs> That's a boundary yeah. that would not be an issue for me. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, we recently was on a trip, and we slept in the same bed. Nothing Mm -hmm. happened because nothing's going to happen. That's fine. Right. Now, if I was in a confirmed relationship, I wouldn't have done that just out of respect with my partner. Mm -hmm. And there are times when I'm not sure if my friend would think about my partner. That boundary, yeah. Like, we had a conversation, and I've always said that his future spouse probably would hate me. Mm-hmm. Just because we've had a very long history. Mm-hmm. And if someone was to hear the history, one could say, how did y'all remain so close mm-hmm. and nothing ever happened again? Right. It's possible, people, first of all. 
And his first thought response was like, well, I probably would just say, like, you're my best friend. And I was like, well, that's starting off on the wrong foot. I agree. And now she's going to hate me. Agree. Because we've had such an extensive history, including a sexual relationship, Mm -hmm. where I feel like you have to be honest. Or should be. I feel like you have to be. come up at any point. So that that you can establish trust of jump. Agree. If I was in the girl's foot, feet, feet. Footsteps, whatever. If I was to be like, if you were to tell me, oh, this is your best friend, mm-hmm. and then later I found out that y'all smashed, that y'all smashed and we're in a relationship and all yeah. this other stuff, that I would be like, why did you keep that from me? That would make me feel that like that brings the question. Keep what is it. going on between y'all two? Yeah, yeah. But that brings me to the question of what, why does sharing a bed with specifically your male best friend, why does that signal disrespect if you're in a relationship? I don't know. I think, honestly, I don't know. Because, like, if, you know, honestly, I don't know. Because if y'all are just friends, like, what we're saying. Because let's really talk about it. Because if I was in friend with my friend, Justin. Yeah. Justin is gay, mm-hmm. and I don't. And, and if, you wouldn't think anything. Of and it. my guy, probably, I probably would never hear anything about that. Right? Because they'd be like, "Well, he's gay." Right. So why can't that exist for with a uh, hetero? I don't. I don't know why. For hetero, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know why, but I feel like in most cases it would be a thing. Mm. Maybe not. I mean, mm. maybe some partners would hopefully would have trust for you and know that you wouldn't put yourself in any situation that would cause harm to the relationship. Yeah. Yeah. But I think for the average person, they'd be like, no, I wouldn't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. I think something But else... I don't know why. Like, why is that? I can't tell because, you why. Because I... niggas don't trust niggas. That's really what it is. And a lot of people... It's not you. It's that they don't trust the... the, the... But a lot of people feel that two people... To like heterosexual oxygens can be friends and only friends. A lot of people think that's not possible. Oh yeah. Okay. A lot of people think that I've heard it several times that a dude, even if he's friends with you, probably has still thought about banging you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think that's true. I would. But anytime a guy thinks that, I say, okay, so how you think about your female friends? That's where I take it, because it's like if you really, if you standing by that mindset. Then your female friends, you saying that you thought about smashing all of them or have attempted to go into a romantic avenue. Or you would if you would. got the That's green where light. I think about it. Because it's like, if you really think that, then you must think that about all of your female friends. That's how I take people that think that way. But like something else I've had to like learn to navigate is because I have male best friends, sometimes... I rely on them to do things, but when you start dating, you're supposed to, like, rely on that person. Are you? What's the rules in that? I don't necessarily think there are rules, but I think it's an opportunity to build connection with your person or and, and build another version of trust, honestly, with your person. I mean, I can't... I, I get that, but I see it more, like, ego-driven for the dude. Mm, that's and true. So, like, I want you to call me. Yeah, that's true. While, yes, it could provide what you're saying, Yeah, I guess my first thought is, like, that seems, like, ego-driven. Ego. It could be Where you both, don't want honestly. another guy fixing the bookshelf or <laughs> installing the cable or whatever, right? Because right. you're like, 
I'm your guy. You call me. You're supposed to, right, yeah, yeah. I, I could agree. It could be both. Because to be completely honest, I'm calling my daddy. So what's up? You ain't going to challenge him. You're not going to challenge my father. Okay? Right. My yeah. father got how many years of game? Let me tell you, whoever my future partner is or whatever, mm-hmm. I'm calling my father first. Yeah. Now, if he's busy, then maybe I'll call you put together a picture. Well, honestly, one, I'm handy. So I think, I think the biggest thing for me... I think I will have to adjust more mm-hmm. in a relationship. This is kind of a side tangent. Yeah. I'm a very independent person. And I was, frankly, raised to be that way. Mm-hmm. So in most cases, I'm going to do it myself. Mm-hmm. And so I... The house stuff, I will still... If I could do it myself, I'll do it myself. And then my next phone call is typically my father. Or my parents. So at at what point, if ever, do you think the next phone call would switch to your partner? I mean, I guess it would depend. Is my partner handy? If they are. Let's say they're handy. Let's see they work in the same daggone industry as your daddy. Because, I mean, let's let's keep it a stack. Your dad is in a specific industry that makes him extra handy. (laughs) Like, in these instances. (laughs) like He does it for a living. Right. It's an added benefit. So, like, let's not take that away. So, let's say that your future partner literally does the same thing. So, it's no difference in skill set. When does it switch from you calling your dad to calling your partner? I don't know when we're engaged because we probably <laughs> live together. I think it would be. I think it would take me a minute to break the habit because yeah. I feel like it's my father, and my father will always do that for me. So mm-hmm. I feel like I would naturally just call my father first, like, "Hey, dad, right. this is broken or whatever. Yeah, can you come fix it? Yeah, yeah. I think it would take me a minute. I'm used to either doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Or my parents, because honestly, sometimes my mother has helped me do things, so right. it's not always my dad. Yeah. But I'm just very used to calling my parents. hmm And I think for me to call a mate, um, we would have to be in a really good, solid place, and I really have to trust them in their judgment. Right. I can't even, like, the thought of calling someone else outside of my parents makes me go, hmm. And that's why I say outside of the ego stuff, because I absolutely agree it could be based on that. I do think relying on anyone is a level of trust that you have to build. And it can be easily broken if they let you down, but I think the ability to rely on someone outside of your family or outside of your friends that you consider family is a step out on trust. And that's why I feel like it is an opportunity to build trust with whoever you're romantically involved with. Fair enough, I agree. And to be completely honest, um... You know, trust is not easy to get with me. Mm. So, you know, and it's very easy to break it with me as well. It's fragile. I mean, it's it's <laughs> like the Squid Game cookies. Whatever that thing is, you're going to die. I. It's very, it's not easy to build and it takes a millisecond to break. Uh-huh. Um, so I think sometimes for me, I rely on who I could depend on Mm -hmm. because they won't disappoint me. Right. And the thought of putting this person, like, I'd rather stay happy and not have a potential me looking at you crazy. Mm -hmm. Because I've even done that with friends. Mm -hmm. Friends where I have a good relationship. Like, you know, there's intimacy with friendships too. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you build trust. And, you know, we have friends. You have, like, your best friends and close friends. You have friends who are cool and Maybe you're thinking about shifting them to the close pile, right? <clears throat> yeah. 
even sometimes I'm like, mm, maybe I'll hold off because mm-hmm. the thought of being disappointed mm, is so enough for me to like not even try it. No, yeah, I could. And I definitely do that in romantic spaces. Agreed. So me too. I think for me, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna call my dad. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna call my mom. Yeah, yeah. So let let's look look at some things, some tips from one of these articles about how to navigate. Um, you know, platonic relationships with the opposite success in a in a hetero normative example. So, um, the first one is never prioritize your friend over your romantic relationship. Eh, I gotta I, own that. <laughs> I think I just think that's I think a there's process. parameters around that. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's parameters around it because the thought is, I guess, in my way, in my life. Mm-hmm. I don't like to think of someone being over someone. Agreed. So I don't like to think that I have a partner and somehow his desires or needs or whatever uh-huh. trumps my friendships. Right. Like, I don't even like the thought of and that. And honestly, the friend's been here before friends you been and here won't a long be here time And it would be here if anything ever happened between yeah. you and I. Yeah. So for me, I don't even like the verbiage behind that. Yeah. I do think there's an adjustment with time uh-huh. and how time is spent. Uh-huh. But, like, prioritizing... I'm not going to prioritize my person over my friends. To me, it's a balanced thing. Yeah. The, it's like the over thing bothers me. Like, I got to say it in a different word. Mm-hmm. I no. know what they're saying, but I can't agree to that. I No, I completely agree with what you're saying. Um, the second, I a hundred and thousand and a million, whatever percent, agree with it. Um, don't hide activities with your friend from your intimate partner. I agree with that. Because like we said well, earlier... why would you? Yeah. If nothing's inappropriate, there's right. nothing that needs to be said. There's right. nothing that needs to be hidden. Right. And it just... It, it breaks trust and it makes you question... It, I think doing that when you do find out, if you ever find out what was done, just makes you question everything. It makes you bring up questions about every activity they've done together and it just makes a whole bigger problem mess. than what it should have been. I agree. In the beginning. It makes a mess because it's kind of like... Why did you have to lie about that? If mm-hmm. nothing's really happening, right? You could just said you went to lunch with whoever. Exactly. It shouldn't be that deep. Um, next is don't insist that your partner also be friends with that friend. Agreed. I agree. Um, I've been in a situation with the person I was dating actually could not stand my best friend of the opposite sex, and I think it was because. Of how close I was with him. He was like, you talk different when you with them. It's like, well, it's my best friend. I'm going to talk to them different than I talk to any of your friends or anybody else because it's my best friend. But they weren't comfortable with that. Um, and I just felt like that was some misdirected internal stuff going on. But cause, it was more he probably didn't, maybe he was jealous because he didn't maybe cause we didn't feel didn't that closeness that. Yeah. with you or something. Could be a case, yeah. But I honestly say I think me and, and that friend were less close during that time period because he didn't like them. So I didn't spend that much time over there and it just caused more issues than it should have. Um, but there was never a reason for them to not like each other aside from the fact that he didn't like how close we were. And so, yeah, I don't, for me, I don't need them to be friends, but I need there to be like cordialness, respect, because both of y'all going to be around. So I just need y'all I would to like respect that, I would like, yeah, I don't need you to be friends, but I would like you able to get along, because if y'all both love me, y'all going to be around me. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I like in the place where I am now, the person I'm dating is cool with the my male best friends. Not, I mean, they cool, cool. 
But it also helps that it's like, if I say I'm with them, he feels comfortable because he knows I'm protected. And so it's like, that's my, I, that's how optimal, that's how I would like it to be. Because then it's like, it's no B. If him say, me saying I'm with them is like me saying I'm with you. It's like, okay. Like, it is no question of like, okay, you with them, you good, you chilling, like, no concern. I also think it's slightly different because it's like, if me and you out drinking, I think there still is slightly a concern of safety. Because I'm a woman right. and somehow <laughs> I can't protect myself yes. or, or sit me. in a bar fight. Yeah. Well, screw you, sir. <laughs> I carry a taser. <laughs> um, so I think that still exists. But I think when I'm out with my guy friends, the the safety thing is no longer a concern. So that's interesting. I have a taser and a knife. <laughs> well, you know, some places don't let you get in with okay. knives. Okay. I, I have gotten Sydney home. <laughs> I have rolled her home, in theory. I don't know how I, that one time, I don't know how I got us both home. But we broke up safely in our beds. Thank you, sir. <laughs> But no, I don't think it's because he doesn't trust that you're able to protect me. I think he's worried about both of us. Oh, because yeah. we can't protect ourselves <laughs> because we have fallopian tubes oh and uteruses. Uh, yeah, yeah, I guess. Essentially. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, next is don't engage in flirtatious behavior with your friend, especially in, t- in front of your partner. Well, I would agree well, I would agree with that, like, not in front of your partner. <laughs> I don't know. Then that sounds bad. Right. Wait a minute. Let me, wait a minute. Because I don't flirt with my male best friends at all. But. I, oh, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so we would probably have to change a few things when I got in a relationship. Right. I don't know. I don't know. This is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. My friend who I used to date, who were just friends, is a flirty individual. So, um, for the yeah, record, yeah. it's not um, a situation where it's flirting because there's, like, feelings and the history. Mm-hmm. The nigga just mixy and flirty, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So, for me, I don't think anything of it. And half the time, I'll be telling him to shut up. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I engage in it, it's, like, nothing. However, with that being said, would I do that in front of my partner? Mm-hmm. No. Like, right. come on. like. But just... you would do that not with them around. I mean, I, 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 I guess I would maintain what the current standards are. So, yeah, that sounds bad, though. Mm-hmm. But it's not, it's not, it doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. So. As long as they're understanding of that. I mean, but they wouldn't even, like, it's like, they're my friend, we're close, whatever, I don't, and sometimes, occasionally, we flirt. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, you know, as you hear this out loud, it sounds terrible, I ain't gonna hold it. I you. think the only terrible part is that you're not willing to do it with them there. Well, that's just Cause weird, because that, the dude uh, is sitting right there. I don't think there. so, because if, if I'm gonna smack somebody's ass... I'm going to do it with him there and with him not there. Okay, and well, he for knows the record. I'm going to do it with him. There isn't Same no... with him. It's, he got friends whose asses he smacked and he going to do it with me not there and he going to do it with me there. There is no physical flirting. <laughs> right. I just put that, that was out just there. an example. <laughs> I know, I just put that out there. It's more of like, you know, 
I don't even. I can't even give an example. <laughs> I can't even. Get, I just can't. I can't even get. It sounds terrible as I'm saying it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I would. I mean. Maybe that's an area for you to figure out. I don't know. How about this? I have dated, um, but my friend who I used to date has never met anyone I've dated, mm-hmm. and vice versa. That is something that I think is too... I feel like the Tennessee trip, I realized, like, mm-hmm. it's too separate. Mm-hmm. Not by my own, because I don't care. Not, you didn't do it on purpose. But I feel like it creates, like, there's something and there's not. Right. We should be able to talk about what's going on in our lives, including who we're dating or doing. Agreed. And so, no. If there's anything I've said to him, I could say to him in front of a person. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, yeah, yeah, I could. <laughs> like, I'm like, I'm, I'm literally, y'all. Thinking through I'm it. stumbling through this, but I'm like, thinking like, what are the things that I've said? And I'm like, yeah, I guess, yeah, that wouldn't be anything. Mm-hmm. I had to, like, really replay. Okay. What are things I've said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There's nothing where I would be afraid to say that in front of my partner. Right. Okay. Um, next thing on the list is never call your partner jealous or crazy. Now, I... I mm, I think my hard part with this is I don't always associate being jealous or crazy with me having a partner, of the, a friendship of the opposite sex. Um, like you could just be crazy, like so. I don't. I don't know. To me, I feel like this is a very general rule. I to me, I take that as like if your partner brought up concerns, yeah, okay. don't call them crazy or jealous. Fair. That's how I that, took that. I can understand that because, like, for the record, if my partner was like, I know y'all friends, this, it makes me uncomfortable. He would have to drill down what exactly makes him uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Because, like, my friendship isn't ending. Yeah. And that's clear. But if there's certain things that makes you uncomfortable that are reasonable to adjust, Mm -hmm. then adjustments will be made. Right. Yeah. But it just has to be reasonable. What's not reasonable is me not being their friend. Because that's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. I completely... Agree. So there was another article that had tips that I decided not to read because I thought that they were honestly ridiculous. Um, but I wanted to mention some of them just because I want to talk about how they're pro- these rules are problematic, honestly. Um, so one is avoid friendships with the opposite sex. I feel like that's ridiculous. That's dumb. And, and if a partner ever asked that of me, one, we don't need to be romantically involved. But two, I need you to get into why that's an issue for you. We need to get to the bottom of that. Because to ask me to never have friends of the opposite sex is stupid. And, like I said, problematic. So, I don't agree with that. Um, I would agree. I don't, like, that's dumb. And I would never, and I've never, I I would never be that way. Your friends are your friends, man. Right. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Now, the next one is never be friends with your, anyone that your partner is not comfortable with. No exceptions. I can't agree with that. It needs to be a conversation. Because I'm not getting... For me, it sounds harsh, but like... They're not going anywhere. <laughs> right. So let's talk about what we could do to make you feel comfortable that is reasonable. Right. But me not... Them, if you're... Like, they gotta be cut out of your life. No. So yeah. what happens now? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It would, yeah. For me, it's that way. Yeah. I've been friends with them 
for how long mm-hmm. they're not going anywhere. Now, right. what can we do to make sure you feel comfortable? Does that mean you need to spend more time with them? Maybe with like see that there's nothing or yeah. or whatever. Like we could talk about that, mm-hmm. but like they're not going anywhere, and you mm-hmm. need to accept it. Agreed. The next one. I only agree with this to an extent, and I'll explain why after I read it, but it says don't share private details of your relationship with anyone of the opposite sex. Now, I agree with this to the point of with friends, regardless of if they are male, female, or otherwise, I feel like you have to be careful about what disagreements you share because people don't get over things when you get over things. So I think that's across the board. I don't think it needs to be specific to people, to friends of the opposite gender. I don't, like, why would I, if I need to talk through something with a friend, I'm going to talk through it with a friend, regardless of their gender, period. I don't need, I don't think that needs to be specific to who they are. That's crazy to me. That it, that's, deten- that's determined by their gender. Like, yeah. Um, one of the other things was that uh, exes, don't make good friends. Um, again, a general statement. Like, I don't. I don't agree. <laughs> I think it depends, but I. I think. I think. I think there's a few factors in being, um, like friends with your ex or whatever. Mm-hmm. I think it depends on like how you broke up. I think it depends on what age you actually dated. Mm-hmm. I think those are all factors, in yeah. my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's. It comes down to trusting your partner. Yeah. So I feel like even for me, if my partner maybe just didn't like him because they, he knew we had a romantic past, mm-hmm. my thought is like, if you trust me, then that's all that needs to be done. Agreed. You don't have to trust him. Right. You don't. Yeah. If you think like he's shady, you can think that, mm-hmm. but you trust me, so you know that there's nothing that's going to happen right. that is out of the bounds that's inappropriate or that would cause harm to our relationship. Right. Um, the last problematic tip I wanted to read was it says not to um, be in be alone with anyone the opposite sex at any time. Well, I think that's bull credit. <laughs> because like, if you wouldn't have problem with me being alone with someone of the same sex, then why do you feel a problem with me being alone with someone of the opposite sex? I just feel like it's all based in problematic thinking and behavior. For you to have a problem with me being alone with someone of the opposite sex is ridiculous. Like, we could be on an elevator. Like, stop it. It's not that deep. So, I, I think some of these articles about these kind of boundaries, I think is just based in problematic thinking. Um, and and some people may want to follow those rules and still think that way. But that's not the way should. I choose to think. And I don't think it's healthy. Agreed. Frankly. Agreed. I don't think it's healthy to even set yourself up like that. Yeah. Um, and I think, I just think there's too many assumptions made Mm -hmm. when you are friends with the opposite sex that really shouldn't exist. Yeah, I agree. We, like, sexualize two people. It's like, why can't they just be be friends? friends? Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah, do you have... I don't think so. I don't know. I I feel like I need boundaries. I kind (laughs) of feel like I don't have any, but... Yeah. But I also feel like I... (laughs) Maybe when whenever you get, but into... I also think we don't live in the same state. We don't see each other in the same frequency. That's like true. I think that's why I don't think about it as much. Right. I probably see this friend quarterly. Once a quarter, yeah, yeah, yeah. If that, yeah. <laughs> so that's why when I think about 
that's the only friendship that could make someone feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But I guess I'm like, I only see them quarterly and it's typically not even a one-on-one setting. It's like mm-hmm. a party. It's a, or like it was a group trip. Like there's nothing mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But I definitely would, you know, again, be very considerate of my partner's feelings. I would want to make sure they feel comfortable. Right. Um, But there just hasn't. I haven't had a need to, like, reevaluate anything. Yeah. It's never been an issue. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At this point in time. Yeah, I think, um, I don't think I've had to reevaluate anything in this situation that I'm in. I have had to in previous situations, but I just think it was based in problematic stuff. Um, I think at this point, will I have to probably adjust at some point? Yes, but not because of my relationship, probably because of their future relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, they may have a problem with how close we are, and and that's okay. Like we're we are willing to make adjustments because we're friends, and we only want one another to be happy. Right. But I think it's always important to get to the basis of why. Like I'm not gonna make an adjustment until I understand why, and then be like, okay, we're on the same page. I'll make this adjustment. Cool. Um, I just need to understand what it's based in. Because if it's based on something problematic, then we're going to have, have to have a longer conversation about where that comes from. And we need to work through that. And that's just my opinion. Any other tips you can think of for establishing boundaries with uh, in, a heter- in a heterosexual relationship for friends of the opposite sex? I guess I guess my thought is I don't view as as separate boundaries. I think mm-hmm. that's why I was coming with... I don't know. Yeah. I think my boundaries with friendships are universal. Same. In regards to, like, respect. Mm-hmm. And what I need out of a friendship and what I expect from a friend. So right. I think that's why I struggled earlier. Like, I can't think of boundaries. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason I think of anything is when I'm thinking if a partner was uncomfortable with something. Right. Right. Because, right. like, I treat my friends the same. Yeah. Everyone has the same boundaries mm-hmm. of what is okay for me and what's not okay. Mm-hmm. Um, you get talked to the same. You get dealt with the same. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Only I don't cuss at I won't cuss at Sydney when I'm mad. Where I will cuss at other friends when I'm upset. Though that no longer needs to be a boundary, but I understand that's that was a boundary set because of past experiences. <laughs> that's the only thing I can think of that was different. But if that's not a, I don't. I mean, I really get. We really get mad at each other That's anyway, true. but yeah, yeah, yeah. I literally, I treat all my friends the same, really. Yeah. Treatment doesn't, and so, the, I don't, and even then, in friendship, like, do I really have boundaries in our friendships? Yeah, I think you have boundaries. Like, I don't just pop up to your house and unlock your door. That would scare the crap out of you. Girl, you get hurt. Right, that's what I'm saying. Whereas with some of my other friends, I do that and that's normal. I guess I didn't even think that was a boundary. <laughs> I, but I guess it is. Because none of my friends pop up on me, baby. <laughs> so you know what? I didn't know I had so many. <laughs> I guess because I didn't like articulate it out loud. Yeah. But none of my friends know, don't ever pop up. But they like know that. Yeah. I guess I feel like they're like unspoken yeah. boundaries. Like I've never articulated it. But they know me not to do that. Right. So like none of my friends pop up on me yeah don't do that like it, i pop up to his house if his package is left on his door and on his porch to put him in the house no yeah like we, you don't require that <laughs> so you do I have boundaries <laughs> but anyway i guess i just don't feel like i've ever had to say this is how i feel or i need you to do this yeah so that's why again it's like hard for me to think of what are my boundaries it's like they know me mm-hmm. so they know 
what not to do, right. but there's never been a conversation about it. Yeah. They just know, don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So you have, you have clearly established boundaries. You just, and you don't have the need to communicate them because they're followed. Correct. Yeah. So that's what it comes down to. Cause I really could not think of anything. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. so I guess it depends on my next partner. If anything needs to adjust, mm-hmm. but I don't really see that happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. You know what I mean? Like, even I am currently dating someone, and we'll see where it goes. Mm -hmm. But, like, nothing would need to be adjusted with that person I'm dating. Right. Yeah. If we were to continue. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Fair. Fair. So, yeah, if y'all can think of any other tips for navigating situations like this, I feel like we have figured it out. But that doesn't mean everyone has. If y'all have non-problematic tips (laughs) um, for how y'all have navigated such things let us know uh of course y'all can email us if you ever want to good girls behaving badly at gmail.com and as always this is good girls behaving badly bring me the good and the bad of every 